Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast, the favorite podcast in your ear, Harris, today. We are super pumped to be with you this week. We got some awesome stuff to talk about. We are previewing the BYU football season, going through every game, talking about position groups, talking about what we love and what we are scared of for this team. You will not want to miss it. We have some BYU women's soccer talk as well as their season has begun. Before we get into the episode, we want to give a quick shout out to our social media pages. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod. Things will be popping off because the season is starting. Make sure you're following Jared on Twitter as well, at Jared Buckeye, for insider information on the BYU team. Without further ado, let's get to it. Let's bull. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here, that's right! Let's back this bulla. Yeah! Let's go wild, baby. Let's go. Welcome in, everybody, to the number one BYU sports podcast on the airwaves, in your ear hair, in your mind. Just number one, baby. I agree. Number one. Number one podcast in my ear hair. Overall rated by Bill Connolly's SP Plus rankings. Number one projected win total, 15-0, and 0, baby. Rated by Lee Corso. <laughs> Check it out. ESPN Game Day, we're going to switch out Lee Corso's headgear so that when he puts it on, it's just a big box of the Royal Strong and True logo. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, on to the episode, shall now we? Now that we've gone even more senile than Lee Corso. We which are, is saying a lot. We are going to start roughhousing. Which, uh, that's new. That's new for us. Mm-hmm. Dan's not here to keep the house. So we're going to wreck the house. We got some rough housing going on here in the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are going to start out with BYU Women's Soccer. Dan and I talked about this a little bit last week. They were playing while we were recording. They defeated Cal State Fullerton 1-0 in their first game of the season. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll give them a clap. A, a golf clap. Yeah, golf clap. Not quite a soccer clap. Is this what you're expecting from the number... What, what are they ranked? Number three. three? The number three ranked team in the nation. Absolutely not. I don't care what sport you're playing, even men's volleyball, you should wreck Cal State Fullerton. Yep. If you're BYU, obviously. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you're Long Beach State, that's another story. Sure. But uh, it, it was a little disappointing. Uh, one nil. They did outshoot them by a huge margin. Yeah. But the final tally should not be one to zero. Uh, I'm a little worried about this team. They go to Ohio State, the Ohio State. The Ohio week. State. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see where the season goes. I don't think they'll be as good as last year, uh, but that may, might make it a little more exciting. The games might not be 7-0 to zero this year. Mm, interesting. So that's a plus. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a very interesting little thing with this uh, women's team. Yeah, you know what they say in football? It's hard to win a football game. Yes. It's hard to win a soccer game. They got over their like first game of the year jitters. They have a W in the W column. Mm-hmm. Now let's go to Ohio State and beat them 37-2. to two. Let's, go, let's let them score two. 37-2. Uh, as an Ohio State fan, I would welcome that. Okay. I would love that. Uh, moving on. Uh, we got some recruiting news. Now, this is actually kind of big. This uh, We landed the commitment of a 6'5". It's pretty tall. That's, that's taller than the average Joe by mm-hmm. a fair margin. Uh, 
three-star dual athlete Josiah Jojo Phillips from Sierra Canyon High School. Now, yes, the you may recognize that. It is the same high school that Broniculus James plays at. Broniculus? Bronchitis James. <laughs> Little uh, often forgotten fact. Uh, Dwayne Wade's son also plays there. It's not just Bronny. Bronny kind of just like, you know, has all the clout because of his dad. Yes. Dwayne Wade also like gives clout, but I don't know. Did, did he like move to, like now that he moved to Utah, like did he, I don't know. As of last year, he was on Sierra Canyon High School as well. Josiah Jojo Phillips played football for a while, but in 2020 decided he was going to focus on basketball only and started, you know, training with Bronny, LeBron, and playing with that Sierra Canyon team that went to the state championship. Well, this year, he decided that he was going to do the seven-on-seven camps with the football team, and he absolutely dominated. And now he's committed to BYU. Mm -hmm. That is all I want to hear, is that he is dominating. (laughs) Uh, uh, I uh, am getting some breaking news here. Breaking news. Oregon and the Big 12 are officially in talks about conference realignment. Hold up. up. Literally (laughs) earlier today... Oregon was talking about talking with the Big Ten about their possibility. Yes. So Oregon initiated the talks. Yes. And so now, right now, yeah, Oregon, the Big Ten, um, they are officially, officially talking. Breaking news. We'll uh, come to you with more updates. Okay, with the Big as, Ten. With the Big Ten. Did okay, I say the Big 12? the Big 12. Dang it. I was like, <laughs> what? They were just talking <laughs> with the Big Ten earlier. No, it is the Big Ten. Oh, my bad. Okay. My bad. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, that is big news. Uh, anyway, back to uh, Josiah Phillips. Um, I'm excited because he is a not a five star, but he's a high three star. He took a like you said a year off, and before that he was getting big offers from big time schools. Um, and now he's committed to BYU. Now this is big time because the, those other competing offers that he had from Power Five schools, some in California, some like TCU, West Virginia, some stuff like that. Michigan State, Boston Michigan College. Like those are big time schools. And so if BYU is competing with like even the middle of the pack Power Five teams, like that's a huge step for BYU heading into the Big 12. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this is incredible because we're going into California, which has been somewhat of a pipeline state for uh, BYU in the past. But still, there's a ton of talent in California. We're pulling this high three-star that will likely be a four-star by the end of this year. He's not a member of the church either, so he did not have that drawing him to BYU. He just had BYU's brand drawing him there. And Fessy Satake did an incredible job recruiting him here. He signed. Like Jared was saying, he had some big offers before he decided to focus more on basketball, namely from Oregon and LSU. Uh, Those are pretty big time, right? Yeah. One considered (laughs) wide receiver U. The other, like, prolific offenses galore. So... Uh, uniform you. Uniform you, that, that, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, the biggest thing is that he is not a member of the church. Like, obviously, with the three-star and four-star, like, LDS recruits, like, obviously, they're going to look at BIU because it's Yeah, BIU. because, you know, parents want them to. <laughs> exactly. But the fact that this guy has, like, none of those, like, church connections, as far as we know, obviously. Yeah, maybe. And he's still choosing BYU over these other competing Power 5 conference, or Power 5 teams, that's huge. That is incredibly huge. So, now, I will take that. Does JoJo convince Bronny to come play at BYU? Now, PR standpoint, that's what we want to happen. BYU is on the map in the biggest way possible. Now, as a LeBron hater, I do not want his family DNA anywhere near my university. <laughs> now, Bronny, if you decide to come here, welcome. We, we welcome you. But 
As your, a, your dad isn't allowed at any of the games. <laughs> yeah, I am not a LeBron fan, so I would not be psyched if that happened. But Bro, you're you're literally a Cavaliers fan. He brought you an NBA Finals championship. How could you not like LeBron? And then he left again and sold out to go to the Lakers of he all teams. He kept his promise, though. He brought you a championship. Baloney. I don't care. You're literally he can wearing take his an championship. Ohio against the world shirt. He's from Ohio, Jared. Yep. You have to give him that. Nope, I'm not. Are you the world, and are you against him? I'm against him. Ohio against LeBron. I'm going to make a shirt that says that. That would get a lot of buyers, I promise you. Speaking of Jared, shout out to Jared. Everybody, please go check out Jared on Twitter, at Jared Buckeye, where he recently got a shout out from Greg Rebell on an audio interview that he did with BYU football players after their fall camp practice. Uh, yes, uh, thank you for the shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there was... On Tuesday, the day this is coming out, there'll be another tweet coming from me with uh, post-final fall camp scrimmage interviews. So, check it out. Also, on my Twitter and the Royal Strong and True Twitter, uh, that is where we will be posting the weekend watch guides, which... First one comes out this week, baby. They're back, baby. You know college football is back when the weekend watch guides are coming out. Let's freaking go. (laughs) Which, that leads us right into our next thing, which is the countdown. Hold on, Jared. Oh, oh. Can I just say, that's the first good transition you've done in like four episodes. (laughs) Congratulations. Clap it up. Clap it up. (laughs) That is true. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. You're good. Um, Yeah. This week... There's college football. Can we just have a moment of silence for the seven months that we spent? Okay. That's good. College football is finally here. When you are listening to this, there are five days until Western Kentucky versus Austin P, PA, whatever it is, and 11 days until BYU at USF. I cannot wait. Is that not the most beautiful sentence? That is so beautiful. And like Jared already mentioned, Tuesday, will uh, the day that you're listening to this, will be the last fall camp practice of BYU, and then they're focusing on USF. Completely. Which is awesome. That is wild that we are here. Football season's here, baby. <laughs> like, I, I can't even believe it. My brothers just called me, said they're co- like, confirmed they're coming to the Baylor game Let's with us, go. too. Like, Jared and I are having a plan for a road trip to Oregon. The college football season's here. <laughs> it's here. I know. You're going to be in Tampa. I know. You're going to be in Florida for a, week one. A week from Thursday, I'm flying out. Yeah. No freaking what? Crazy. Oh my goodness. I know. And now with my brother back, and he's going up to Utah State this week, um, I'm going to go up there and watch Utah State host UConn. In week zero action. That's freaking sick. The first week zero game I've ever been to. It's going to be wild. Utah State's 27 and a half point favorites. It's going to, it's going to be awesome. 2 Let's p.m. <laughs> That's freaking... You, like, you never went to like the BYU-Portland uh, State games? Uh, no. <laughs> if they were playing Arizona, I think I've been to every single one of those, but... <laughs> Not Portland State. Yeah. Uh, anyway, a uh, quick shout out to my wife. My dad and I were talking about the NFL and how much we hate it. Mm. My dad came home in a rage today because he had to listen to... He's like old and listens to the radio. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> Throwing you under the bus. <laughs> but he listens to the radio on the car ride home, which I'll have to talk to him why he's not listening to yeah, Royal Strong listen and True. Royal Strong and True maybe, podcast. Hey, maybe he already listened to it. That's if he true. did, shout out Kevin. We got to put out more content just for Kevin. Yes. <laughs> anyway, he's listening to the radio and he comes home so mad because he's like, I just listened to 20 minutes of them talking about Donovan Mitchell again. I'm so sick of this. 
<laughs> and like, I agree. Like, they've been talking about it for like, it seems like a year. Just Donovan Mitchell trade rumors. And then we got talking about the NFL, how we hate it. And then Kinley walks in, my wife, and she goes, uh, no, my dad says, I'm at that point where I'm like, all right, enough football at this point, right? Right, Kinley? And Kinley just turns and says, yeah, the NFL can suck it. <laughs> All-time quote. That's going up on our quote board. Uh, might as well post it on the Instagram story later, too. The NFL can suck it. Yep. Gotta love that from McKinley. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Let's move on to the BYU season preview. As we mentioned, we are only 11 days away from when BYU kicks off or receives, I don't know, at Tampa in the University of Southern Florida. We're going to start off with a general team overview. We're going to go through the schedule, talk about the teams we're facing. We're not going to go into a super deep dive because we will dive deep into each team the, the, you know, the Tuesday of game week. But we're going to talk about narratives, position groups, and players and things to watch for, things that we find interesting, and we will give our record prediction at the very end. Yeah, uh, let's just get right into it, shall we? Shall we? USF, week one, September 3rd. It's going to be, what is it, 2 p.m. Eastern? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Why, why, I don't why, even why don't we know that? Uh, I don't know, but it doesn't matter because we're going to beat the crap out of them. Yeah, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Mountain um, time. 2 p.m. Mountain, so yes. 4 p.m. Eastern. Yes. All right. So, as you know, we, we know a lot, obviously, given by the last 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, the line is BYU minus 12. Okay. Now, this line has been kind of jumping around a little bit. I've seen it at 12 and a half sometimes. It's back down to 12, but... 78% of the money is on BYU. Right. Now, the FPI gives a 64.8% chance to win this game. Kind of interesting. It's kind of low. And uh, USF is projected to win 4.2 games by Bill Connolly's FP Plus rankings. Is there anything about this game that scares you? Not really, you know. Gary Bohannon, the ex-Baylor QB, will be starting for the USF Bulls. We've kind of already talked about that. Their offense will be pretty okay. There will it will be good because Gary Bohannon will be able to throw the ball better than Timmy McLean ever was able to. Yep. Though he's not as mobile. The one thing I am worried about is that we are going to come out too bland on offense and defense mm. in preparation or hiding things yes. for the Baylor and Oregon games in the upcoming week. And if we play too bland, I'm scared that we are going to let them hang around for too long and they're going to take the lead too late and something dumb's gonna happen. At the end of the day, though, I think we cover that spread. I think we win by at least 17 points. Okay, I'm with you. I think we win by two touchdowns at least. Uh, I do have that same worry, and maybe not so much in the offensive play calling, but more in the vibe of the team mm -hmm. that we're like, all right, this is a preseason, like this is an exhibition match kind yeah. of approach where it's just like, all right, let's just beat them and get out of here. Now, the one thing that does um, kind of bring me back and like give me hope that we're going to beat the crap out of them Jaron Hall lost to this team in 2019, along with a fair amount of starters and Kalani. And I do not think that they want a repeat. No. Especially after the last two years of 2020, 2021, um, winning 11 games each year, whatever, or 10 games each year. Uh, so that gives me hope that they'll come into this with the right mindset. And I do think we're going to beat them. All right. Next up, we get Baylor at home. Baylor, who is ranked number 10 in the preseason poll. It would be the first time BYU gets a top 10 team in Provo since 2012 when an undefeated Oregon State came into Lavelle Edwards Stadium and beat us like 45 to 20 or something That was like that. absolutely horrible. It started the blackout curse and mm. the 130 on ABC curse. Mm -hmm. So, 
the line currently is projected at minus one and a half for us, BYU, even though the FPI only gives us a 42.8% chance of winning this game. How do you see it going, Jared? Um, I do not think Baylor is going to be as good as they were last year. Okay. And I think it definitely benefits BYU that Baylor is extremely overrated yes. by all the pollsters, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to be actually a much easier win than everybody is expecting. Okay. Yes, Baylor's going to put up a fight. I think this is going to be kind of an Arizona State type of game. Interesting. As I far like as it. the final score is concerned, okay. I don't think it's going to be as close as that was because there was a point that if Tyler Algier doesn't knock the ball out, we then probably lose totally the game. game. I don't think we'll ever get to that point, but I do think it'll be close in the beginning. Then we'll start to pull away and we'll end up winning by probably 10-ish points. Yeah, okay. I kind of like what you're saying about that. And I do kind of get what you're saying that it will be like the Arizona State game. Arizona State also came in very highly rated. Yes. Even though that rating wasn't justified. It was kind of from the year before. Now, Blake Shapin will be starting for the Bears. He did start a couple games for them last year. He is an accurate passer, and he will keep Baylor's offense going, though they have lost the majority of their top producers and wide receivers and running backs. They will be a very physical defense, though, and it will be a, it'll, it'll be a slugfest. But I do think that we do have the talent this year to compete and to win this game. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it, we match up much better this year than we did last year. We're not going to get bullied by them like we were last year in Waco. Especially because we're playing week two. Yes. we're gonna We've be- only played Southern Florida up until that point. Baylor will have only played an FCS team up until that. Sam Houston State, so a good FCS team. But, you know, so we're both going to be at full strength. Hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> And it'll be a very good game to go. Yes. Uh, something that uh, kind of struck me about this game in particular, I think instead of betting the BOU football win total of eight or whatever it is now, I think it was eight last time I checked. Yeah. It was floating around seven, seven and a half, eight. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Anyway, instead of betting that, I think the, the right bet is to bet this game because if BYU wins covers the spread in this game Mm -hmm. I think the win total over is well within reach but if you lose this game you're going to go under it's going to be a struggle it's it's going to set the tone for the rest of the season it depends too if it's like a close loss or if it's like we got manhandled like we did last year if we get manhandled like we did last year I think it will be very detrimental especially going into Oregon who will also be a physical team yeah if we can compete I think we're going to win this game. But if we just lose on like a last-second field goal or something like that, yeah. I think our guys will still have enough confidence to go into Autzen the next week and make some noise. I would really hope so. Speaking of that game, Oregon is going to wear yellow. I'm worried we're going to go with the Navy as if a dark we color. better not. Oh, my goodness. If we do, we are guaranteed to lose this game. Let me just get that out By there. 50. By, yeah, it's going to be horrible. Justin and Jacob and I are just going to be sitting in the stands – Getting with bar- bags over our heads. Yeah, we should bring paper bags just in case. <laughs> if BYU loses to Baylor, we'll just bring paper bags. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, we're true fans. We're not fair weather at all. We don't. Hey, we'll be there. Team. We'll be there. We will be there. Just with paper bags over our heads. Yeah, we'll, we'll still drive 13 and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anywho, uh, Oregon is favored by six and a half. Personally, I think Oregon is way overrated. Okay. Number 11 in the AP poll. Um, Bill Connolly has kind of more realistic look on them. Number twenty four in his SP plus. Mm-hmm. I personally think they're going to be scratching for a top twenty five okay. appearance by the end of the season. Okay. I think BYU has a very good shot in this game, especially because Oregon will play Georgia week one. Yes, and they'll just get very the crap pounded out of them. Mm-hmm. 
BYU will come in. Oregon's going to be looking for a good non-con win, but I do think BYU has, again, more talent. We have more experience, returning production, first-year head coach. Bo Nix is the quarterback, for heaven's sake. I think we have a, a much better shot in this game than people say. Yeah, honestly, I agree. How you feel about Baylor is kind of how I feel about Oregon. Okay. I feel like we will have an easier time with this game than, uh, than a lot of people think. The only thing that makes me doubt that is the fact that it is at Autzen Stadium. It is in Oregon. So that is a very tough place to play. It can get very loud. Honestly, I'm very excited to go there with you and Jacob. Expect this team to be much more physical than Oregon teams we've seen in the past. Obviously, Dan Lanning hasn't had the ability to recruit everyone that he wants to recruit right. yet. Right. But now they have a defensive-minded head coach. So it will not be the same Oregon team that you're used to seeing. Their offense will get the job done, but it won't put up a lot of points. This might be a tough game physically, but I do think BYU will be able to win this game. Yeah, this might turn out to be a lot like the Washington State game last year. I think so, yeah, something like that. A lot of ground and pound, low Even scoring. Even like the Utah game. Yeah. I think it will be yeah. really it'll be really like like the Utah game where it was a lot of Oregon thought they were going to physically overpower us, but Kingsley Suomataya and his revenge <laughs> game just absolutely eats up the Oregon defensive line. We're going to push the ball uh Chris Brooks is going to run for 150, 200 yards that game. And it'll be a low-scoring game, but I do think we'll squeak out like a 21-17 win or something like that. I like it. Uh, let's take a little break from the schedule here, and let's go over a couple position groups that we kind of have our eye on this year. Absolutely. So, I know earlier you were concerned about the defensive line, Jared. After yes. you've been covering fall camp, have your concerns lightened, or are they become heavier, or are they the same? Now, it's hard to tell because, obviously, in the media observation I've been able to go to, it's like just the last, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes of practice. Sure. And they're not going full, full speed. The scrimmages have been closed. Now, what I have seen from the D-line in the video that we've gotten in the observation, they're doing really well, especially against the ones. Yeah, Gabe Summers is doing very well. Gabe Summers, yeah. Him and Tyler Batty have really been standing out, which I don't know exactly how much to believe because I don't think – both lines are going full, full speed. Okay. But on a right. lot of the run plays, they are stopping them in the backfield. Okay. Now, there's not a ton of sacks and sacks, like, obviously, yeah, in practice. They're just going to run right by the quarterback. So. Right, right. But I have been a little bit um, – I, I have more faith in the starters, but I don't think the depth really has my complete trust and faith yet. Right. Now, see, I, I don't know, because every time I hear about the scrimmages – the narrative keeps persisting. The defense won the day. The yeah. defense won the day. Yes. The defense won the day. And I think that's a narrative that BYU is pushing out <laughs> because I do think a lot more people are concerned about BYU's defense than they are about BYU's offense. Very true. Because we do have good wide receivers. We do have a good quarterback. If you're me, maybe Jared's doubting <laughs> a little bit in Jaron Hall. And I think we have a good defense, but will it be great this year? I think I'm really intrigued to see how our linebacker core plays out. I do think the linebacker core is going to be one of the best position groups on the entire team. Yeah. Ben Bywater is an absolute beast. Keenan Peely, absolute oh, monster. Beast. We have some monsters at, at like we're like two, three deep in every linebacker position because our linebackers got hurt last year. Guys got real meaningful game time reps and filled in and played well. So I'm very excited about that. One position group that I've been hearing about that has had some, like, you know, an actual competition for a starting spot that I want to get your perspective on is the safety position. Mm. We have one safety that's already locked up in Malik Moore. Mm -hmm. But the other side is open. What have you heard about that? 
Uh, I've been seeing a lot of Ammon Hanneman, okay. who surprisingly got a lot more tackles than people think last year. I was okay. looking at the – he was honestly like top three, top four in the secondary last year. So it's not like he's this scrub off the bench. Sure. Yeah. He's been getting a lot of playing time. Also, Jacob Robinson. Okay. Now, Jacob yeah. Robinson, he's tall. He's big. He played exceptional last year as a redshirt freshman, I think it was. Uh, he tied the team lead – in picks, him and Malik Moore each oh, okay. led the team in picks. Shout out to Malik Moore if he hadn't dropped a couple more, <laughs> maybe he would have had it. Um, anyway, I think the safety position is going to be one of those that we rotate in and out. Malik Moore obviously is going to be a starter, but Jacob Robinson, Ammon Hanneman, um, you could even throw Micah Harper, I think is the other name that I've been hearing thrown around. Those three guys or four guys, I think we're going to see a lot of rotation. I feel pretty comfortable about the depth there. Mm-hmm. As for the rest of this team, I hear that Kingsley Suomataya is locked in at right tackle and Blake Freeland is locked in at left tackle. So our offensive line is ready to go for the season. I'm actually really hyped about this offensive line, which at the same time gives me a bajillion like red flags in my mind. <laughs> Every time I hear the good things about the BYU offensive line or the BYU this... Injuries, 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 injuries. But this has been an incredible fall camp. We haven't had a single season ending injury. There's still one more day, Justin. For the entire fall (laughs) camp. And I do think they're going to try to keep it that way. They're not going to push anything unnecessary in the scrimmage. Yeah, I think tomorrow's scrimmage will be who's second, who's third, who's fourth. It's not going to be anything with the starters. That's what Kalani's been saying that too. People are battling for number two spots right now. Yeah. So it's going to be the bottom half of the guys. Of course, we don't want those guys to get hurt either. Yeah. But, you know, I think we're in a position where our starters will be healthy and ready to go week one. Yeah. Um, I just want to point out two things. One, I think this is going to be the best secondary BOU's had in my lifetime. Yeah. We're going to be able to run man on man. Yeah. I think. Gabe Judy Lolly, D'Angelo Mandel, Caleb Hayes, Jacob Robinson, Corbin you, Green. Corbin Green. Starting <laughs> outside. <laughs> um, no, this secondary is nasty. They are going to be freakishly good. Now, as good as they can be, you're not going to be able to hold up for four or five seconds, so the D-line has to get pressure. Of course. Our linebacking group is 100 million deep, so I think they'll be fine. But this secondary, I think they're going to be really good this year. I think they're going to be so good that Tuiaki is finally going to be able to bring more pressure. I do think this drop eight that we played, as much as people hate it, has been a necessity for BYU in some ways. Yeah. Because we just didn't have the guys to compete yes. with the guys on the other team. You know, we had some, you know, to, to quote a different podcast that I listened to, other guys, other teams had dudes, and we had some, like, not jags, but jag pluses, you know. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not, like, normal guys, but they're just above normal guys. Yes. You know? But now we have absolute dudes in our secondary as well that will be able to match up even with the Notre Dames, even with the Oregons, even with the Baylors and Arkansas, will be able to bring the pressure and play a more complete game. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think, like you said, the biggest thing, Tuiaki has more confidence in these. Coach G, the Juno Golf He's Gilbert, got a ton of confidence in his guys. He is, yeah. He loves his guys. Coach G loves his class. <laughs> and honestly, all the credit in the world to Coach G because it seemed like yeah. all the transfers, all the recruits we were getting for a while were coming out of Coach G's corner. Yeah, and... Like Caleb Hayes, transfer. Gabe Judulali, transfer. Jacob Robinson, transfer. Corbin Green. Corbin Green. Recruited by Coach G. Yeah. So I, I'm very excited about this DB group. The other group that I just want to hit real quick, running backs. Yes. I think the biggest question, I know Kevin, shout out Kevin again, big listener. He loves it. Uh, he's been talking a lot. He's worried about our running backs because okay. he doesn't know Chris Brooks. Right. 
Obviously, no one really trusts Lapini, which I think is kind of unfair. He had the bad game against Boise State, but, but he's, he's not a bad good back. Teams. He's had some. He's had some good games for us. Yeah, yeah. He's not a bad back. He's a great asset out of the backfield. Yeah, first he, off, he's definitely not a three down back. Right, but he is a good contributor. Yeah, and like he's slippery. Like in the Utah game, we were just watching the other day, Jacob Algiers, obviously the horse, right, yeah. the mule that just ground a pound. But Lopini is the great change of pace, slips through. Like I think he deserves a lot more credit than he gets. Oh yeah, Lopini was great in the passing game. Yeah, huge. If you remember the UCF game, that diving catch for like thirty yards, fantastic. Now Chris Brooks, is he the real deal? He is a monster. I am so excited for this man. He is ripped out of his mind. His he has tree trunks for legs. His legs are massive. It's insane. It's scary. It's so big. He looks like a freaking ant from Lord of the Rings. Just a <laughs> massive tree. And he's fast. He's violent. I think that's something that BYU hasn't exactly seen in a long time. Tyler Algier was like he was he was good. He was very physical. Yeah, he was violent. I sure, but. I I wouldn't put him as like the most violent. Like Harvey Unga was violent. Yeah, Harvey Unga was a violent. Chris violent Brooks runner. is violent, like Harvey. So I'm very excited to see him run. And he's got breakaway speed too. Yeah, we've seen the videos of him. People were questioning his speed. The reality of the situation is at Cal, he did get starting snaps, but he was part of kind of like a stable rotation. Stable, and also not as in like not falling. Stable as in like horse stable. You know. Yes. And then and, we're going through it. And Cal's offensive line, booty butt absolute garbage. garbage. Yes, that's what I was getting to. Cal's offensive line is absolutely terrible. And we should be having the best offensive line in the Independence era that was able to get Tyler Algier to, to a 2,000-yard rushing year. Right. I think that Chris Brooks will definitely have over 1,500 rushing yards this year, if not 15, 20 rushing touchdowns. I, I, I honestly can see it if there's enough touches to go around because our offense is so loaded. <laughs> Uh, let's get back to the schedule, shall let's we? Let's do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now we move on to Wyoming, if I'm not mistaken, making sure I'm in the right spot. PP Poo Poo University. Nice. The brown and yellow, the pee and poo uniforms. They do have a weird year this year. They basically had their entire team transfer out to the point where their coach was on Twitter asking people to transfer to <laughs> Wyoming, which is honestly kind of sad. They are not great. FPI has, gives us an 86.6% chance of winning this game at home. What do you think about the Cowboy pee-pee-poo-poos? I think they are horrible. Okay. Uh, I've yep. never liked Wyoming. Confirmed. Actually, I've kind of liked Wyoming because... They're okay. Because they're fun to root for because they're pee-pee-poo-poo. Yeah, pee-pee-poo-poo. Yeah. Katie loves... or Kylie... One of my sisters loves the grandpa coach that used to coach there. Okay, yeah. So there there's that. Josh Allen. Josh Allen, right? He's good. But I just love beating up on him. Yeah, that's and, true. And I just, I hate any time they think they're relevant because they're Wyoming. Yeah, and honestly, like, I, did, I barely even knew a rivalry ever existed between BYU and Wyoming, but now that I hear a bunch of old people hate Wyoming in the BYU fan base, I feel contractually obligated as a BYU fan to also hate Wyoming now. Exactly. We must pass down the traditions of our fathers mm-hmm. to our children. That's what the scriptures say. Exactly. That's Correct? A, that's exactly what the scriptures say. Exactly. Yeah. There's no negative or disqualifier in front of that. No. 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 Anyway, um, we're going to beat this team. Okay. We are going to beat this team. That's all I need to say here. The week after, we play Wyoming Varsity. Oh. So we, we play Wyoming JV first. Let's explain this. Wyoming had about like half of their actual like producing players transfer out. Where did 75% of those transfers go? To Utah State. Utah State. They went to Utah State. So Utah State is basically Wyoming's varsity team while Wyoming is the JV team. We get them at home this year. The battle for the wagon wheel, how do you see it going? Or, better yet, the battle between Jared and Jacob. Ooh, 
That's good. It Myself was... <laughs> and my brother, Kyler. <laughs> um, funny story. We had like cousins over for the homecoming on Sunday. And somebody asked Jacob, like, oh, now you're going to Utah State. Are you going to cheer for Utah State? Or And Jacob didn't even let him finish. He was like, BYU. Not a question. <laughs> so, shout, shout out to Cubs. Shout out to Cubs. Staying strong. <laughs> um, staying strong in the face of adversity. He's not listening to the great and spacious building. He's holding fast to the Brigham Young rod. To the Brigham rod. To the, the Brig rod. The Brig rod. The Brig rod. The Brig rod. That's it. That is a staple of our show now. The Brig rod. The Brig rod. <laughs> um, anyway... <laughs> Now, I've said I might be cheering for Utah State in this one. Now, hear me out. The Utah State-BYU rivalry has honestly been one of the best rivalries that I can remember. Now, BYU obviously has owned Utah State for the most part. Mm-hmm. Last couple of years, it's gone back and forth a little bit. Sure, yeah. Back in the 2010s, like 2010, 20, 2011. They'd break Taysom Hill's leg every year. Yeah, they, exactly. Now, Utah State lives for this game. Mm-hmm. Utah State loves when we come and play. Like, take last year, for example. That was one of the craziest environments. The burritos. The burrito, like, the student section, that's like two feet away from the bench because the stadium's like so packed in. And they're like, the sign that was like, Gunner's a stupid name. Like, <laughs> it, it's, it's awesome. The it's rivalry's awesome. awesome. And I hate that BYU is moving away from that. Now, I understand why, right? Because yeah. you want to play games that you can win. That's obviously a very physical game. Injuries are a huge part. Literally every time we've played them, I can remember at least one player that's gotten injured on each team. Now, uh, last last year alone, we saw Baylor Romney and George Udo go down for BYU. But I hate that it's going away. And so in my stick-up-the-buttedness about conference realignment, I may be cheering for Utah State to win the game so BYU feels obligated to play them again in the future. Nah, screw that. BYU by a million. <laughs> Honestly, I, Utah State's going to be good. But I think they overperformed last year. Eleven and one was their record of eleven and one made them look like they were much better than they actually were. You know, this is the first year of I, I forget the head coach's name that Blake came from Anderson? Arkansas State. Yes, Blake Anderson. This is his first year after having very having a very successful career at Arkansas State. He had his Arkansas Arkansas State transfer that knew his offense well. This year he has the Wyoming QB coming in that doesn't know the offense quite as well. I do think Utah State will, will regress a little bit, but will still be very competitive in the Mountain West. But BYU by a million. Yeah, the fact that we get this at home is, is, huge. is going to be massive. Huge. And this is going to be a Thursday night game. It's going to be on ESPN. It's going to be like the Thursday night football game of the week. Mm-hmm. You know, like ESPN does a huge... They promote the heck out of Thursday night college football games. It's going to be wild. That's... <laughs> That is going to be one of the best games of the year as far as atmospheres are concerned. Because you got to remember, Utah State is receiving votes currently. Yeah. So if they go through and win, obviously they're going to get blown the heck out by Alabama. Yeah. But if they can win enough games, they might be cracking the top 25 by the time they come to Provo. Yeah, let's hope so. I think Utah State also very good, but I don't think they can compete with BYU. Fair enough. Now, on to the big mama. The big mama. Now... This is our, uh, by the FPI, this is the lowest percent chance we have to win a game. Mm. We are going to Notre Dame in Las Vegas. Mm. They should uh, be coming to Provo. They sh- Dude, frick Notre Dame. Frick Notre Dame. Uh, <laughs> they Hashtag have- frick Notre Dame. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring a sign. Hashtag frick Notre Dame. <laughs> We're up in the rafters of <laughs> Allegiant. Frick Notre Dame. <laughs> um... Notre Dame is six and a half point favorites as of now. Obviously, 
this is what six weeks in, five weeks in. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a projected it's spread a projected that can change spread. so much. Notre Dame's going with their all white gold pinstripe, whatever it is. Love those unis. The hangover unis. Yes, they're beautiful. Also, what the nuts was that throw by Desmond Ritter? That was hilarious. Um, NFL, he's he's a pro, dude. If if hey. he's playing, Jaron Hall could play. The NFL can suck it. We're talking BYU football right now, baby. Let's Sorry, my bad, everyone. Is Tyler in? He's not in. No, he's All not. Right. So yep. it's not not even worth talking not about. Watching. Notre Dame. Um, I think BYU has a good chance to win this game. I I feel like I'm so blue goggled right now. Yeah, me too. But like, I just I don't see it with Notre Dame. I feel like they're overrated every year. They have they have never had a stellar quarterback. Um, I they have a brand new head coach. They've had a bunch of turnover on offense and defense. Not a ton, but like enough to throw question marks out there, especially with a new coach. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Honestly, I normally hate Paul Feinbaum. Okay. But Paul Feinbaum's on the same boat as you. He just doesn't see it in Notre Dame. Okay. And I love hearing that, that other experts are out there. Experts in uh, air quotes. Air quotes. TV personalities, <laughs> better said. There you go. Kind of like, you know, Jeremy Spencer. <laughs> TV personalities Shame are out there. <laughs> <laughs> TV personalities are out there saying that Notre Dame is going to be as good as people think they currently are. They have to start out the year playing Ohio State in the shoot. Yeah, that's a loss. That's gonna be hard. I think it's gonna show very, like, very well what this Notre Dame, Notre Dame team is. I do think that we have a chance. I don't think we only have an eighteen point four percent chance yeah. of winning this game, as FPI might suggest. But they do have a new quarterback who is a little more mobile, and Tyler Buckner. So that's something to watch out for. But their defense, I think, will be able to hold BYU a little bit, but not enough to compensate for their terrible offense. So that's the only reason I think BYU can compete in this game. It's just the perfect storm for BYU's competition. Now, I want to agree with you. I really do. I I do I just like I said, I I don't see it with Notre Dame. I think BYU has a great chance. Do I think BYU will be favored going into the game? I think not. No. I think they'll be somewhere from 3 to 7 point dogs. Yeah. Right? One, one score dogs, sure. Yeah, one score dogs. I I want to say BYU wins this game. I know that's very blue-goggled of me, but I really do think we have a good chance to win this game. Honestly, Vegas has treated us well, too. Mm-hmm. We've played well in Vegas. I do think that you know, we'll have a good following there. Yeah. BYU doesn't feel like they're not going to be walking in to Allegiant Stadium like, you know, total like starry eyes. Like, yeah. we've never played here before. This is just a whole nother atmosphere. Oh my gosh, you Notre know, Dame. They played in Allegiant Stadium last year yeah. with all the fanfare. All the everything. Record-setting crowd. Yeah. Yeah, literally a record-setting... The highest attendance for any college football sporting event in the state of Nevada. Yep. And that includes the Pac-12 championship game, mind you. Mind you. So that's (laughs) insane. I do think BYU will be prepared for this game mentally. I think we have a good shot at winning. Now, here's another little nugget that gives me hope. Utah State is on a Thursday night. That gives us almost 9, 10 days to prepare for this. It's the pre-conference game. It is, so I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about this game. Okay. I do think we can win this game. I think if we win this game, we are guaranteed to lose a game to a G5 team somewhere right. else on the schedule. Mm. But I, I honestly think we can win this game. I honestly do think we can win this game. And I'm sorry, I I'm double questioning myself. Whatever the heck you want to say it. 
you can hear it in the stutter of my voice because I feel like I'm just being super blue goggled. But I honestly, honest to goodness, uh, gun to my head, I do think BYU has a shot to win this game. Counterpoint. Counterpoint. Uh, Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I, I do think BYU will win the game. Notre Dame has a bye before this game. That sucks for BYU. Notre Dame has a bye, so that will actually suck. It is after they play no, uh, Ohio State, Marshall, probably hey. the hardest team on their schedule, <laughs> Cal, and UNC. So then they get a little bit of a bye, and then they play us. So they'll have some time to prepare too, but I do think at the end of the day, we do have the Jimmys and Joes to compete. Right. At least compete. I do not expect this to be a big-time win for Notre Dame. I think BYU will cover the spread unless they're favored. <laughs> Dude, if they're favored going into that game, that'll be wild. That's going to be something. <laughs> let's just that's, – That's enough about that game. Let, let's just move on. Um, next week, Arkansas. Woo! Pig Suey. Wu Pig Suey coming to Provo, only the second team in my lifetime out of the SEC that has come to Provo. Mm -hmm. If I'm wrong, at me on Twitter because I'm pretty sure Mississippi State in 2015, or was it 2015, 2014? Something like that. Did Mizzou ever come? Uh, no, we played at neutral site at Arrowhead. Okay. Oh, that's right, yeah. that's right, that's right. But yeah, this is the only other team out of the SEC to come to Provo. Now, Arkansas has a brutal schedule yeah. leading up to this game. They play Mississippi State, uh, Alabama, Texas A&M. So they'll be coming up bruised and battered. BYU also is coming off the Notre Dame game, emotional high. This is going to be a massive, massive game. And I'm very excited for this game. Do you think we have a shot to win this game? Now, Arkansas has a good team. Their entire coaching staff is returning once again. KJ Jefferson is budding into a star. They have a good offensive line, a good rush attack. They will be formidable foes on offense. The thing is with Arkansas is they play an even more conservative brand of drop eight than BYU does. Ooh. They are the ultimate bend but do not break defense. This entire game will be a huge match of chicken between the <laughs> defensive coordinators. It will. It'll be a game of chicken. The first team to bend just a little too much and break even the slightest will lose this game. Yeah. I think this will probably be BYU's toughest game of the year just because of the brands of offense and defense yeah. that both teams play. Matchups make fights. Exactly. It's going to be a perfect matchup. It's going to be a hard game. I think we win this game by a field goal. All right. I, I'm 100% with you on this one. Styles make fights, and these two teams very, very similar. Last year, BYU loved to run the ball. So did Arkansas. Now, I rewatched the Arkansas Ole Miss game, 51-52. to Obviously, it was one of the best games, right? The way Ole Miss attacked them. Yes, they had Matt Corral. Yes, he threw for like 300 yards. He's Matt Corral. He does what he does. Snoop Connor. I think I'm getting that name right. I think so. Yeah, Snoop Connor, running back for Ole Miss, exploded. Oh, yeah. He, did. he had multiple like 45-plus yard runs for mm -hmm. touchdowns. BYU is going to have to run the ball to succeed. And this goes into what you're saying. They play a drop eight. They're only going to bring three. If BYU can successfully run the ball, maybe you don't have those 50-yard breakaway runs. But if you're getting eight yards of pop, oh, yeah. that forces Arkansas to load the box, bring guys in. That's where you send Puka, Gunner, and Keanu down the sides for those breakaway plays. This is going to ride on whether BYU or not, A, can stop the run. KJ Jefferson, amazing dual, dual threat. Mm -hmm. Loves to run the ball. Yep. And whether we can run the ball. Offensive line is going to have to be very physical against this SEC defense. Chris Brooks is going to have to play his butt off. Ain't that the truth? The week after, we go and play Liberty. Now, fun fact about Liberty, guess who their quarterback will be? Uh, let's hear it. Who their starting it? quarterback is Charlie Brewer. What? 
the same quarterback that led Utah to a massive L in Lavelle Edwards Stadium last year. And then quit after losing the starting job? Yep. What? I thought he was done. He transferred the Liberty what? and won the starting job. What the freak? Dude, I don't know. This is his like 10th <laughs> year in the NCAA too. I don't even get... Honestly, it, it's crazy. What do you think about this Liberty team? Dude, now that I hear that news, give me that dub. <laughs> give me that dub. I, there's no... Liberty stands no chance. Let me tell you. Liberty last year had Malik Willis. Malik Willis was one of... I think he was the second highest rated quarterback in last year's draft class. Something like that. Something like that. They sucked last year. They were bad. They barely made a bowl game, and they had a top-tier quarterback Mm -hmm. in college football. Yep. They relied heavily on Malik, and Malik could not carry them through everything. If they don't have him, who do they have? Charlie Brewer. Charlie Brewer? Are you kidding me? (laughs) That's who they're relying on? And then their coach is, like, hiring strippers for his team? No. I'm sorry, Hugh Freeze. This is a BYU written all over it. (laughs) But could they beat us in an honor code off? Definitely. They could definitely beat us. Honestly, they'd probably sweep us in that honor code off. Yep. Which is surprising. Which, which is BYU's. really saying something. <laughs> oh, Tyler with that good block on a DN. Let's go. Oh, let's go. Set up a screen pass beautifully on the play action. Mm. Love it. Arg me, matey. <laughs> we are on to a team that... Uh, what was the guy's handle that... That tweeted at me. Oh, uh, STTP just talking or something. Yeah, just talking, just talking STTP. STTP. Yeah. So we're heading into one of the most rock. Oh wait, nope. It's in Provo. Give me the dub. Don't care. Arr, we got the Pirates of Eastern Carolina University. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any chance? Any chance? Eastern Carolina was good last year. Their O-line was absolutely awful, though. So this is a team that we can drop eight, rush three, and get to the quarterback. And that is a recipe for BYU success. Give me a double-digit win. All right. I agree. There's nothing to this game that scares me one bit. Maybe maybe because it's on a Friday night. It's a pirate. Maybe some wacky things happen. Pirate? Pirate? Pirate the honor code. They're going to pirate the honor code. That's against the honor They're code. the pirates, and this will be the week of Halloween. Oh. Is I that true? I'm pretty I, sure. That would be amazing. Pretty sure. Uh, give us a second as we look it up. Uh, bah, 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 bah. This episode is brought to you by the NFL preseason. Do not watch the NFL preseason because it is absolute boot about garbage. Uh, we've been watching this whole time and we have not seen anything of note. October 28th at 6 p.m. Boom. Halloween weekend. Halloween weekend. All right. Uh, yeah, that's a dub. That's a dub. That's definitely a, that's dub. a dub. We need to like mock them and come dress as pirates. <laughs> All right, now to a game that actually worries us. We go to Bose. Oh, to Bosey City. Bosey City. Play on the Schmurf turf. The Schmurf. At the beginning of November, which <laughs> it's probably going to be like 20 degrees. Yep. It's going to be on FS1. Mm-hmm. Probably like 8.45 kick. Just kidding, mm-hmm. I don't do those, but it'll probably be like a 6.15, 8.15 kick. Something like that. FPI actually has Boise favored in this game. They only give us a 43% chance to win. Uh, Boise is a top 40 team in both the AP rankings and uh, the SP Plus rankings. Does this worry you, Justin? No. Oh! Let me tell you one. Hank Bachmeyer is back. Hank Bachmeyer. The sole reason BYU lost last year. Bachmeyer, you know, from Marietta Valley High School, so shout out to Marietta Valley High School. But he's probably going to be relied upon heavily as the Broncos last year, believe it or not, had the 110th ranked rushing attack in the nation. 
That is wild. 110th. And they haven't done anything to get better on that end. The defense will be about the same as last year. As if we can play literally the same game we did last year, but without the turnovers, we win by 10 points. I agree. 100% agree. We turned it over four times, plus we had two uh, fourth downs that we didn't convert. So Uh that's another two turnovers. Six turnovers. If you score one point, it's a one-score game. If you score one point on each of those, then BYU has the ball with a one-score game. Yep. And Jaron Hall doesn't just lob the ball into the air. Mm -hmm. This game will be winnable, but I do worry for this reason. It is the 10th straight game for BYU. Yep. Mm -hmm. That worries me a little bit. Yes, Eastern Carolina's on the Friday, so you do get an extra day of rest. Yeah. It still worries me that we will not have had our bye at this point. We always give a lot of credit to Tom Holmo for the master class he puts together in scheduling every year, getting all these teams. But getting all these teams as an independent has come at a cost, and that cost has been our bye week. Yes. Our bye week is always at the end of the year. When There's nothing like, why why even have a bye week at that point? Why not just play 13 <laughs> straight games? Because we have a bye week this year, but then after that we have Utah Tech and Stanford, which, which are not are teams other that you need a bye week to prepare for. I would love to have this bye week before the Notre Dame and before, like in between Notre Dame and Arkansas. Even. That would be perfect. That would be a perfect be, bye week. Yeah. But obviously, you have to work with everyone else's conference schedule, so you kind of have to have it at the end of the year. Yeah. So it's it's a struggle, but yeah, like you said, tenth straight game that will be hard. But I do think we have the dudes. It it's really going to depend on our health. Yeah. I I really think point. so, and and I think more so. More so than quarterback, it'll be like offensive line depth, defensive line depth. Defense is going to be. Yeah, yeah secondary depth. I, I I think we'll be okay. Like, we should have a better team than Boise yeah. City this year. Boise City, yeah. Boise's not a state. Not a state. Um, but that one does worry me. Needless to say, that's going to be a really, really fun game. It'll be that's gonna That's going to be awesome. Albertson Stadium. It's a bucket list one, but not because it's a great stadium, just because there's blue turf. I'll be going this year. Check it off the list, baby. Yeah, now that my uh, sister and brother-in-law and their kids live in Boise, so I have an excuse to go visit them and go see the game. Dude, let's go. That's awesome. Uh, Let's take a quick break because BYU has a bye week next. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the players or things that you are looking for in this year's BYU team. I'm looking at Gabe Judy Lolly. Not just because he was a you know friend of he's a friend of the program. He's been on the show. Of course, we got to shout him out. We love yep. Gabe on this podcast. But because I honestly do think that he will be a contributor. He will not be the starting corner at the beginning of the year. We've already seen that on depth charts. But he will be getting a good amount of time in the rotations. And I do think that while he's in, he will make a splash. He will make interceptions. He will make big plays. He will break up passes. He'll have a few PBUs. And I think that he will be a huge contributor in the defensive scheme this year. Uh, I'm going to take it one step further, and I know we already talked about this. The defensive secondary as a whole. Okay. I am looking at them to be one of the best units in the nation. Okay. I think if they can do their job, just live up to their potential. They don't have to go above and beyond. If they can just live up to their potential, they could be one of the best pass secondaries in the entire country. Get this. Caleb Hayes last year. He was second nationally in deep pass defense rate. Of passes over 20 yards, he allowed one reception all year. On, That's good. On 18 passes, he only allowed one. That's freaking good. That's insane. That is insane. So I'm, I'm looking for the secondary 
to really be the standout group. Last year, the linebackers were kind of the standout group for BYU. Mm-hmm. Even though there were those injuries, Ben Bywater stepped in, Max Tooley, yep. right? Um, I'm looking for the secondary this year to be the anchor of this defense. Is there anyone else you're looking out for? Uh, we mentioned Chris Brooks. We did, yes. Obviously. I'm looking at Chase Roberts. Okay. Chase Roberts yeah. and Dallin Holker are two names. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not starting, right? Isaac Rex, with his health, we might see Dallin Holker start. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chase Roberts definitely going to be behind you know, the big three, Keanu, Puka, and Gunner. Right. Chase Roberts is good. He's fast. He's, he's athletic. Good. He can jump out of the gym or out of the football stadium, I guess. <laughs> um, and then Dallin Holker, he's not like the chubby little kid we saw – after his mission, he was good last year. He converted a lot of thirds down for us. He picked up that fumble against USC that prolonged the drive, helped us score the winning touchdown. Mm-hmm. I think those two are going to be X factors, not because they start and they get a ton of touches, but they're going to be the guys on like second and eight, second and 12, or third and seven that the defense isn't really paying attention to that's going to come up clutch in those moments. Okay. I'm also keeping my eye out on the offensive line unit. Ooh. I would love to see how Blake Freeland does this year because I do think if he can continue performing at the level he was performing at, he will be a top 25 draft pick. He's he's projected one of the best in his position. One of the best offensive tackles, and teams are always looking for left tackles to protect their quarterback. One more player that I'm looking at, Lopini Katoa. Ooh. Everybody is very low on Lopini Katoa this year. I do think he's been thrown under the bus. I think he's been disregarded by BYU fans. I think he has a chip on his shoulder, and when he comes into the game, he will produce, and he will play hard. I do think he will clean up the fumble issues because, you know, he had a few games, or of course, you know, he's going to clean that up. He is going to be an absolute contributor on this offense. Look out for Lopini Katoa. I, I'm actually right along there with you because I think Lopini is highly underrated. Mm-hmm. I thought that going into last year, obviously everyone looks at that Boise State game, but like you said, that was one game. That was one he game. He was really good in all the other games. He contributed very well. Yeah. He scored touchdowns in like half of the games that year. Yeah. He was a great, uh, like, giving Tyler Algier a break. He was a great, like, secondary back to kind of change the pace. You know, give Tyler a spell when he needed it. I'm I, That's a great pick. That's something that I'm going to keep my eye on. All right. Now, as a whole, maybe looking at BYU as a team, is there one aspect of their game that excites you, worries you, or something that you think will surprise BYU fans? The one thing I think will surprise the most BYU fans this year is how the defense plays ball. Mm. We're so used to, you know, Tuiaki's rush three drop eight. Tuiaki will rush three and drop eight. He will. <laughs> but we have good guys that will be able to actually bend and not break. I do think we will, be, we will be playing more man-to-man coverage. I do think with a more experienced defensive line, we will see more stunts. We will see more stunts with the linebackers as well. Our defense has been together for quite some time now, and I do think that things will get more complicated. Things that maybe like the um, you know the layman football viewer that doesn't like understand all of the defensive intricacies will see. But I do think that BYU will run a pro-style defense this year, mm-hmm. and it will be one of the top defenses in the nation. I would absolutely love that. I do think Tiwiaki is going to start opening it up a little more. Now, one aspect of the BYU offense that I have my eye on is what are we doing in goal-to-go or mm. third-and-short, fourth-and-short situations? Last year, I thought we got 
either way too bland or way too cute. Yeah. The outside zone or the inside zone. That we had run for like five <laughs> plays in a row. Exactly. We got stuffed. Boise State especially. Mm-hmm. We got stuffed in short yardage situations. Um, against Washington State, against USC. We got way, way too cute. Against Georgia Southern as well. We got super cute. Super cute. We're trying to do all these trick plays. And I'm like, can we please just play man-to-man? Tyler, just run it up the A-gap. almost said A-hole, but it's the A-gap. A-hole, I guess, also counts. Right? You Mm -hmm. run it up the A-hole, and you power, right? None of this moving the line to the right or the left and having a cutback lane. None of this like we're going to hand it off to the slowest player on the team. Sorry, Mason Wake. And have him go on a sweep. I'm sorry. Line up and play big boy football in those short yardage situations. That's what I want to see. You're a P5 team now. Yeah, That's what you claim to be. Man up and act like it. Prove it. Exactly. Exactly. Now, coming back from the bye, we get Utah Tech. This is the one school on our roster, or sorry, on our roster, on our <laughs> schedule, that is befuddling. Befuddling? Let me tell you what. Everybody in the national media looks at our schedule and doesn't know who Utah Tech is. <laughs> doesn't realize that Dixie State changed their name to Utah Tech this year. It's an FCS school. We're going to win. Yeah, and to be honest, they were not very good last year. No, they weren't. They They're like bad. lost 10 games in the FCS, which yeah. is not good, no, no matter what sport you're playing. No. Um, yeah, so... I hope at this point we do not feel the need to play our starters for more than two, three series, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get up to, by 20 points and you pull the starters. Uh, what I'm worried about is that this game we have to start players that we're not starting in the first 10 games because of injury. Right, yeah. We honestly don't want to see any injuries throughout the year. Knock on wood, there will not be any injuries this year. Hopefully, we will only lose guys if they do get injured for a week at a time. Yeah. That just need a quick little recovery, and we will not have any season-ending injuries because that is one thing you just hate to see. Yes. Now, moving on to the last game of the season, uh, in the regular season, because obviously, BYU is going bowling. Obviously, we're going to have at least one more game. Maybe two? Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for our predictions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Stanford. Now, FPI has this one as a literal toss-up. Uh Stanford is not projected to be that good this year, but people are really high on Tanner McKee for some reason, projecting him as a top five quarterback. Now, what they're looking at, I don't know. Just like in the win totals episode, show me the wins. Show me the tape on Tanner McKee. Now, we love him. He's a return missionary. Great to go, dude. I don't think you're that good at football. I'm sorry. All right. The offense struggled to get going last year for Stanford, but they do return a lot of production, and I do think Tanner McKee is a capable quarterback. The defense struggled last year, but then also lost half of its production. The defense will be absolutely abysmal, and it will be the one thing holding Stanford back the entire year, and it will be the one thing that we take advantage of. I do think we put up a lot of points in that game, and Stanford does not. And what's the one thing Stanford hung their hat on back in the day when they were good? Just physical bully football, right? Andrew Luck, the blood in his face. You know, Utah... Considered a physical team by some. Not they, by us. They were outworked mightily by BYU mm-hmm. in the Holy War. And San Diego State. Oh, we're going to get canceled for saying the Holy War. Apparently that's a cancelable <sighs> offense these days. Can't say that. No, no, no. I'm never going to stop saying the Holy War. Never. Yeah. <laughs> bleep. Bleep that out. <laughs> never. No. Holy War, Holy War, Holy War. Utah manhandled this team. Yeah. It was like 52-3. to three. It was bad. It was bad. BYU at this point should just be like, look... I don't know how healthy we are at this point, but like we already have 10 wins. 
we just want to get to a bowl game. Let's just run the ball 95 times on this team and just suck the air out of them like a Dementor. So uh, that's what I look for. That's what I'm looking for too. I do. I don't think this game will be close. I think we will close out the year with an impressive W over a Stanford team that will hopefully be impressive to the CFP committee. Ho- hopefully, I will say one thing: that stadium will be chock full of BYU. Fans. Oh yeah, it will be so full of BYU fans. <laughs> it's in California. Huge BYU following there over Thanksgiving weekend, <laughs> and Stanford doesn't have any fans anyway. At the same time, Fred Warner is playing. True. In the area. Yes. And the Utah Jazz are playing at uh, at the Warriors. at Golden State. It's All over that same weekend. <laughs> there will be so many freaking BYU fans, dude. It's going to be absolutely insane. That will be a Royal Blue Stadium for sure. Better not be Navy. Oh. Hashtag cancel the Navy. No, not not the Armed Forces Navy, but the color Navy. Yes, it is. We love the Naval Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's get into it. So. Bowl projections okay. and win total projections. Okay. We've done win totals for literally every single team yep. in the FBS. Um, BYU. Mm-hmm. Now, let's do regular season win total first, and then okay. we'll do postseason and overall season projections. Overall win total for BYU. We've okay. seen it as low as seven, as high as eight. I'm going to take the over. Okay. I think there are four games on this schedule, four and a half. That worry me. Baylor, Oregon, Notre Dame, Arkansas, for sure. Okay. Maybe throw Boise in there. I don't think Boise's going to be that good, but I'll throw him in there just because it's at Boise. BYU is not losing all four. No. Now, are we going to win all four? Probably not. Hmm. I'm going to be a realist. I don't think we'll win every single one of those games. Okay. If we do, we're definitely losing to a G5 team. I don't yeah. think BYU is going mm-hmm. undefeated. But okay. I do think that 9-3 and three is the floor for this team, the Bar- floor. barring wild injuries, I think nine and three is the absolute floor. I think you go two and two against the four hard teams, okay. and you lose one to to. I almost said FCS. Hopefully not. Oh my you lose goodness. one to a G five. Washington. Think- <laughs> you're gonna have to go. You're gonna have to write an open letter again, Jared. <laughs> Forgot about that. I think I think nine and three is the floor, and I think although it's not a ten win season, I don't think that we can be disappointed in a nine and three season. Yes, we'll be mad, but I don't think you can be overall disappointed in that. So I'm gonna take the over, and I'm feeling pretty confident about it. Okay. As of VegasInsider.com, their win total has actually risen to eight and a half. Wow. A lot of people have been betting the over. Wow. Eight and a half. I'm still slamming the over. I do think that nine and three is the floor for this team. My prediction, official prediction on the record, is 14 and 0, Ooh. beating Alabama in the title game, 45 to 17. All right, that's that's okay. <laughs> Just kidding. I think this will be a 10 and 2 team this year, okay. and that we will go and win a New Year Six Bowl. I do think we will get to a New Year Six Bowl. I think a loss, maybe to a Notre Dame, though. I do think we will win that game. But if I have to choose a loss, if I say we lose to Notre Dame and maybe we lose to, I don't know. Oregon early in the year or something like that. And then we go through and run the rest of the table. I do think we still have a chance at a New Year's. You know what? I'm changing my prediction. 11 and 1. Oh! This will be an 11 and 1 team that will go to a New Year's <laughs> Six Bowl game and will win. 11 and 1 with a loss either versus Notre Dame or Oregon. Wow. That is. I like that. That is a little blue goggled, I will say. Blue goggle alert. Blue goggle alert. <laughs> However, I look at this schedule. And there is no game on the schedule that I know is going to be a loss. 
Yes. There's no game that you are like, okay, that's an L. Like Notre Dame's schedule, they play BYU in Vegas, L. They play Ohio State in the shoe, L. But on BYU's schedule, there's no for sure L. Absolutely not. Like, it's, it's crazy. The the only game that you could kind of consider is Notre Dame. Sure. But I think but. BYU has more, like, they have at least a 50% chance to win that game. Oh, heck yeah. At least 40%. Like, oh, heck yeah. It's not a just throwaway, that's an L for BYU. No. And so that's the hard part for me is I see the schedule and I'm like, we can win this game, we can win this game, we can win this game. You know, go through and it's like, oh, 12 and 0? No. It's not going to happen. <laughs> It could happen. It could. But it's not going there to. There are some universes in which it does happen. Multiverse of Madness. Not going to spoil it for Jacob because now he's home. So I can't spoil <laughs> stuff for him now until it catches up. But there's a universe out there in which BYU goes 12-0. I don't think it's ours. I think 10-2 and two is most likely, right? I think, like I said, 9-3 is the floor. Sure. 12-0 and 0 is technically the ceiling. Probably 11-1 is a realistic ceiling. I just don't know who the losses are going to be to because I don't think these teams are accurately rated. I think some teams will be way better than they think. I don't think Oregon or Baylor is going to be that good. I think Arkansas is going to be a lot better than people think. I think they're going to smack Texas A&M. Yeah. If I had to put money on it, L at Notre Dame, L at Arkansas. Just kind of like last year where we lost Baylor and Boise back-to-back. Do I think that's going to happen? Probably not, but if I had to choose, that's what I'd go with. All right. You know, I, I, I listen to a lot of sports podcasts out there, and I, I was listening to, you know, it's a group of four CBS betting. Uh, the Cover 3? Yeah, the Cover 3 guys. Love that. They all went over on BYU. And I'm listening to some of the analysis that Bud Elliott is going in. Sorry, not Bud Elliott. I think it was Tom Fernelli that was going in on BYU. And he said that he's looking at BYU schedule. And basically the same thing you said. And that, that's not just coming from a blue-goggled fool. This is coming <laughs> from an Illinois Big Ten coverage guy. Yeah. There is not a single game on BYU's schedule that you look and say, that's an L. Every single game they can compete in. So I just want to testify of the words of my companion here, Jared, and say <laughs> there is not a single game that is a guaranteed loss on this schedule. There are universes in which BYU goes 12-0. and So if you're really, really looking for it, check out in some hidden messages on the Royal Strong and True podcast, <laughs> should this team keep winning games, perhaps Dr. Strange might appear on our page holding up a one. <laughs> I can see it now. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, uncultured. <laughs> uncultured. <laughs> just drop the U word out here. Oh, oh my gosh. You just got real. Me. Holy war. All right. Uh, finally. Now, we know we've just blasted yours with facts and takes about BYU. Oh, you loved it. You loved it. Yeah. You, you, it. you like that? You like that? You like that? Kirk Cousins, we love him. Um, bowl prediction. Now, the ESPN staff, uh, a.k.a. Mark Schleybaugh and Kyle Bonagura, they came out with their bowl projections. It was some bull crap. Kyle has BYU playing Fresno State in the New Mexico Bowl. I love the matchup. I don't like the bowl. I think Fresno State's going to be really good. That'd be a fun game. Now, Mark Schleybaugh in the Lending Tree Bowl. Obviously, don't like the bowl, but love the matchup. Versus Coastal Carolina. Oh my gosh. That is the best case scenario. Actually, I think playing Utah would be best case scenario. But Coastal Carolina is probably the best case scenario for a bowl game matchup if there is not a New Year's Six bid. However, what is your bowl projection? We've played Utah in a bowl before. Yes, the Las Vegas Bowl in 2015. 
or 20, what if they yeah. were the runners up in the Pac-12, and we somehow ended up playing them in a random in like the um, you know the Gasparilla Bowl or something? No, no, no. Sorry, what you know the New Year Six Bowl that doesn't have any oh, automatic ties. Like the oh, it was the Fiesta Bowl last year. It was like year. the Peach Bowl. I don't know what the. I, we should we should probably know this. I don't know what the ties are exactly, but yeah, this if year. we ended up playing Utah in a New Year's Six Bowl, I would crap my pants. I would straight <laughs> up defecate in my pants. It would be skid marks galore. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I went up on that. Okay. I do think that BYU will be playing in a bowl at or near New Year's Day. I'm not sure what exactly it's going to be, honestly, but you know what? Give me this. Give me the capital. Sorry, sorry, not the capital. Give me. Dude, I don't even know. I'm looking at it and I'm just like scared. <laughs> I'm, I'm like scared to put my name out to a prediction. Just send it. Just send it. Uh, give me the capital one orange bowl. Okay. Okay. New Year's six. All right. New Year's six bowl. Capital one orange bowl. All right. Do you have a team that you would like to attach BYU to? This is obviously we are we deep in the weeds now. We'll be playing Clemson. Oh heck yeah! Give us Clemson. BYU Clemson in a New Year's <laughs> Six. Honestly, Clemson won't make a New Year's Six. BYU will, so yeah. it's more likely that we don't play Clemson. But give me Clemson. All right, all right. One like of the it. schools we haven't played before, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I don't remember a time we've played Clemson. Maybe in the '80s. I don't know. Um, now here's where I'm going. Now this is probably not going to happen. Because the Big Ten has a couple of tie-ins. Big Ten has tie-ins to the Rose Bowl, obviously. And the Big Ten also has a half tie-in to the Orange Bowl. Uh, Something like that. I think, maybe this is what I hope, BYU-Michigan in the Cotton Bowl. BYU-Michigan in the Cotton Bowl, New Year's Six, the national championship... Game where Michigan was six and six, and yet BYU was number one playing them. Holiday Bowl rematch. That's what I'm going with. That would be amazing. Needless to say, if we go to any New Year's Six Bowl, we will all be there. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I will pay. I will sell my kidney. <laughs> yes, I would also. I would sell both of them. Oh, and then buy one back with my betting odds that I, my betting money that I won. By just laying my life savings on BYU to win a New Year's Six Bowl. How many cheeses do you have to win in order to pay for a kidney re- replacement? At least a box. Oh my goodness, just a box. <laughs> a box. I, I, I think this is BYU's year. Now, we are obviously very blue-goggled at this moment. Blue-goggled. The CFP committee hates BYU. CFP committee can go, uh, what is it? Uh, CFP committee can go suck it. They can go kick rocks, as my dad says. Mm-hmm. Or sit on a brick. Kevin Love said they can go sit on a brick. They can go sit on a brick. Um, but I think it's like sports is all about storylines and narratives, right? We love the narratives. BYU. BYU, last year's an independent. Everything has been culminating to this. Two 10-win seasons in a row. You know, all this hype leading up to it. BYU, right before they go into the Big 12, goes... To a bowl game, New Year's Six, beats a Big Ten, Big 12, SEC opponent, one of the three Power power Three conferences. I just think it's landing up for it. I'm salivating. I'm salivating just thinking about it. Oh. Somebody get Justin a napkin over here. Oh, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think it's about time to wrap it up here. Are there any parting thoughts? I think we're getting leave? senile. 
<laughs> We've been talking so much BYU. We've talked ourselves into like national championship <laughs> contenders. <laughs> I will have one parting thought. You Could- did mention the 1984 national championship where BYU defeated the University of Michigan, who was only 6-6 six and six at that point. Washington fans are trying to claim that national championship, saying that they should have, even though they had one loss. <laughs> Remember this? BYU was going to play Washington in a bowl game, but Washington ducked it. Oh! Washington dipped and refused to play BYU because they were scared, and they thought they were just going to get the national championship handed to them because they were going to beat a ranked team in their bowl. Nope. The media handed it to BYU, and Washington fans are still salty about it. Well, Washington fans, to quote Jared's wife, you can suck it. You can suck it. Go sit on a brick. Kick rocks. Go sit on. Yeah. <laughs> Kick a brick you're sitting on. Kick the brick you're sitting on. Yeah. Some uh, extreme yoga right there. There's no love lost for the Pac-12. I still don't really understand that saying. Uh, I've heard it a lot recently. No love lost. Yeah, I don't really understand it, but I just like to say this. I hate the Pac-12. I hate them. The Pac-X. 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 Excuse me. Yeah, especially now the Oregon. Dude, what if Oregon just dips, bro? Let's go. <laughs> Oregon's going to the Big Ten. Uh, okay, anyway, uh, let's wrap it up because uh, we've been talking for forever. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We have a big announcement coming out soon this next episode that you will need to look for. We have an awesome interview with a BYU player that you will want to look out for. And we have our website that will soon be launching. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. If you listen this far into the episode, please go to our latest Instagram post and comment the word dumbbell. That's right. Comment dumbbell on our latest Instagram post. Make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at loyal2royalpod. Twitter will be jumping off in these coming days. We'll be using it a lot more. Yes, it will. And make sure you follow Jared on Twitter at Jared Buckeye for insider information from BYU football practice. Yes, uh, I will be tweeting everything that I do for my internship. It'll be great. Behind the mic with Greg Rubel. That's what I'm working on. It's going to be awesome. And also, weekend watch guide season is upon us. Get ready Uh, this week. Follow me on Twitter. Follow the Instagram page. Follow the Twitter page for Rose Strong and True. That's where they'll be posted. Let's freaking go. College football this week, baby. We love you guys. Goodbye now. (laughs) 